0: It's the Empowerment Perspective Radio Show, hosted by Demiso Josie, Kareem Spence, and Miss Stacy Sanderson-Dick. Stay empowered. Stay empowered. Well, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Radio Show. I go by the name of Demiso Josie alongside.
1: Stacy Sanderson-Dick.
0: And Mr. Petty is floating around here somewhere, tearing up the studio. Y'all can't see that, but you'll, <laughs> he's definitely tearing up the studio. Uh, we got a special show today. We have a, uh, a studio full of people. Got family in the building, friends in the building, coworkers in the building. But today is all about education and, uh, and getting the the kids and staff ready for uh, the upcoming school year. It's right around the corner. I know summer is almost it over. Is. It's, How it's do you feel by, about that? It's
1: going by too fast. Too I'm fast. Not, I'm not ready for them to go back yet.
0: You're not ready for them to go back, meaning that you'll miss them, or you just
1: I want. Yeah, I guess I won't miss the bickering, but I think um. A little more time having them home.
0: Right, right, right. Because uh. school
1: year goes fast too, and it's just a little bit more hectic.
0: Do you think your kids are ready to go back to school right now?
1: They say they're excited, but.
0: They say they are excited. I think they're lying. Huh. So if you follow us um, on our webpage and also on our previous show, we had Brittany Wagner was on the show, um, uh, 10,000 Principles from the show uh, Last Chance, Last Chance yes. You. She called in all the way from uh, Mississippi, I believe she's in. Um, she's doing some wonderful things out there. How do you feel that, that show went?
1: I thought it was great. I thought she really was very interesting in the things that she's doing for these young men, and she's putting herself out there to make sure that they're getting the fairest shot they have to, mm. to get a chance to play ball.
0: Awesome. Now, Mr. Petty finally <laughs> decides to join us and sits down after he destroyed the, the stool. What was going on over there, it's man?
2: Only, it's only right that I make my own personal appearance. You know, i got to be <laughs> fashionably <and be> late.
0: <laughs> i, I got to cause some
2: type of confusion before I come on here, because if not, it wouldn't be me.
0: You absolutely did cause some confusion. Just there. How did you think the show went with Brittany Wagner?
2: Oh, when I actually got here, the show was actually it was great because I heard it on the way up. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that what she's doing with the 10,000 Pencils movement, Man, that's, that's something truly special. And mm-hmm. her efforts that she did on Netflix, man, I, I, was, I was truly impressed. So Great. she's like the counselor's counselor.
0: Right, right. So if you get a chance, check out Last Chance You on Netflix. She was on the first uh, two seasons, uh, Miss Brittany Wagner, her 10,000 pencils. Uh, we got her to admit that she was petty. I should you, I should say you got her to admit that she was petty. <laughs> she was
2: struggling with it, though, for a little bit. <laughs> she's trying to weasel her way out of it, not being petty. But you know what? Yeah, you know should. It only takes a little bit of time. A couple Mm -hmm. more questions and, you know, do our uh, official assessment.
0: Right, right. So I got to take a personal story. Um, My father is down or here up from North Carolina. So he's in the building. Pops Pops is is in the building. Um, My daughter is here. So we decided to go out to eat uh, for breakfast the other day. We're just gonna call the place not so friendly. I'm not gonna say the name of the establishment, but I think you get what I'm saying here. So I go and I get this Clipper magazine, and it had the coupons in it. And I usually don't, I usually throw that thing away, but I saw a 50% off breakfast. I'm always one for a deal. I said, all right, cool. And it said between 7 and 11. So I pack the kids up, pack the family up. Hurry up, hurry up, we gotta get there. And it's only at two locations. So I drive. Way past like three diners on the way there.
1: I'm impressed that you read the small print because some people don't even do that, right. so you it, get
0: points for that. It gets better. So I get to the to the establishment. You see um, National Lampoon's, uh, the first one, when mm-hmm. they were at Wally World, mm-hmm. and he parked all the way at the end. <laughs> that was me. My dad was <laughs> going slow motion through the parking lot. Kids was all happy. We get up there, I see the sign, the big old sign saying 50% off. I was like, it's a little dark in there. What's going on here? Not a car in sight. Like, the whole thing was closed. I was mad. Mm. Should I be taking that personal?
1: Maybe you should have done a little more research.
0: Well, (laughs) when you put an ad in the paper saying that it's 50% off, there's a big old sign in the window that said 50% off.
2: Did you go to the other location?
0: No, that was like another 30 minutes away. I was mad at that particular point. You so
2: th- nobody got he, breakfast. I think they knew you was coming. They just shut down. They, they <laughs> were all like, peeking hey. out the window looking. <laughs> <laughs> he was peeking out the window. He's coming, y'all. Nobody making noise <laughs> because it's, it was petty that he parked so far
0: away that they just hurried up and shut the lights off on him. I was like, we the first ones here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna park all the <laughs> way back here. <laughs> <laughs> so he went to go eat somewhere else. So that, that's that's what happened. Um, but but like I said, we got a lot of people on, the, on today. Um, this first guy, he was on the podcast with us before. Uh, you missed that one too. Kareem, because your car, your, you would be in petty, but your car, again, the car is causing all the drama. The people want to know what kind of car you've got, at some point, you're going to have to say, may not be the debt, but your car caused this problem. It does. But,
2: About $400 a week.
0: This right. Got you, got you, got you. So um, this is a guy that I kind of work with in Egg Harbor Township. He's in a mm-hmm. different building. Um, he has a book out, uh, School Sucks and Why Schools Are Failing and, and How We Can Fix It. Um, he's an author, he's a motivational speaker. Pete, welcome to the show. How you doing,
3: sir? Doing well. Thank you for having uh, me again.
0: Thanks for being down here, man. And, um, just to, I By guess, the way, I just
3: want to say, maybe that 50% off put them out of business. Good hmm. point.
0: Half-ball. Take the sign down, then. Put something up the same with clothes. Well, once you're done, I'm out of here. Yeah, it. Just hit, <laughs> the light, hit the
3: light switch and go. That's it. Now will just mess with people. Le- le- leave the sign up.
0: Now, they better be glad they weren't dealing with my wife, because they would definitely, she would have called and been, had some choice words for these people, and we would have free, not-so-friendly ice cream. <laughs> all mm-hmm. <the> all. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But welcome to the uh, uh, show, sir. And um, last time, we, we got into a lot of mindfulness things and, and, and things of that nature. I just wanna start by asking you, you're getting prepared for the upcoming school year. Um, and in this show, I want parents to really get a, a handle of how they can prepare their kids for the mm-hmm. upcoming school year. Um, in a space of mindfulness, um, talk about what is mindfulness very little bit, and then how can parents prepare their mentally their their children for that, that sure
3: trend. so so basically mindfulness in the simplest definition is just being present in the moment mm-hmm. so um, you 're not doing ten different things at the same time it 's just sitting and being present. that mm-hmm. presence can be you know counting your breaths or listening to uh, you know a guided meditation mm-hmm. or um, just focusing on your breathing, whatever it may be uh, uh, you could even say do mindfulness while you're doing the dishes. If you're totally 100% focused on those dishes, mm. that's actually you're a you still doing dishes? I don't do
0: dishes. Okay. That's, I just wanted to check. I that's a do, previous podcast. I, I cook
3: the meal and then I eat it and walk away. So, uh, no, no dishes here. Sorry, but, go ahead. But that's even, that's even mindfulness, which is different than, say, meditation, which are specific techniques. Mindfulness is simply just being in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's real easy for parents to get started with something like that all you have to do is maybe sit quietly for, with your son or daughter or whatever you have there for, start with 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Say, can we sit quietly, eyes closed, eyes open, doesn't matter, but just sit quietly doing nothing else but focusing on this very moment for mm-hmm. 30 seconds and then be done with it. And then the next day, maybe jack it to 45 seconds and right. then a minute and then a couple minutes and, and work from there. Mm-hmm. Um, the results that we've had at our school, Eagle Academy in Egg Harbor Township, have been Pretty unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've said to you before, not all of our results can be directly attributable to mindfulness, but to discount that would be naive. It has had massive, uh, massive effect, especially and specifically on behavior. We've had drastic reduction in uh, suspensions. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like your your child, uh, maybe a little you know squirrely, they jump around a lot. It's a great way to kind of bring them down. What I always tell people is, if anything else. Uh, Doing mindfulness, practicing mindfulness, and just getting a hold of yourself will give your child the opportunity to say, I can wait one second Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. making any kind of decision or reaction. A lot can go through someone's head in one second. And you can go from making a really terrible decision to either no decision or a good decision, which is huge. That's Mm -hmm. that's the difference. It sounds so little, Mm -hmm. but what can go through the human mind in one second is massive. It's Mm -hmm. unbelievable.
0: There's a million things that just went through my mind in yeah. that one second. It had nothing to do with this show whatsoever. But um, in your book, you talked about students being lazy and laziness. Um, and you, it, the way your book uh, is sort of formatted, is that you kind of go with with everything that was wrong in education. Sure. But then you flip it and say, "This is how we can fix it." Um, within your book, but right. talk about that that laziness. Like I have my daughter here. She's, it's summertime, so I'm letting her get away with it. She's like addicted to slime, and that's that's what she wasn't doing. <laughs> she's with slime got a good batch it. over there too. I'm uh, she's selling it too. I have, have to buy some. For her. <laughs> she's a little hustler too. Um, but how, to, as a parent, how can I get my kid out of that laziness mode and, and and really, you know, we're talking about really developing the work ethic at the end of the day. Sure.
3: So one of the one of the problems that we have is in the smartphone age, which a lot of people want to tear it down or say it's a bad thing. I don't know that it's a bad thing, but mm-hmm. it, I think it's a really good thing. But it does have, we'll say, like negative consequences to it. And mm-hmm. one of those consequences is, is pure laziness. Mm-hmm. So uh, why that is, because if I, with your s- smartphone, mm-hmm. you have instant access to anything you could possibly want mm-hmm. in the whole world. You can communicate with somebody on the other side of the planet, you can watch a movie, you can look up the definition of a word, or you can have a math problem solved in five sure. seconds. Okay. Since that's the case, when it comes time to actually doing something that takes more than five seconds, Mm. uh, young people, and and frankly, some older people as well, a lot of older people, give up very quickly. Mm. And that's more what I mean by laziness. It's almost, I I was talking to your dad about it beforehand, it's not even their fault, Mm. necessarily, because this is the world we live in where there is instant access to everything. Mm -hmm. But it's also the world we live in that's, that's not always the case. Right. That there are things, if you have to cut your lawn, that's going to take a little while. Right. And you can't just do one stripe and say, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. Like, right. That just doesn't work. There are things that if you want to make, make some sales, if mm-hmm. you're a salesman, you need to make sales, you need to make a lot of calls. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do that by one call. I quit. That's it.
0: Hear that, Stacey? I do. <laughs> is, is there a reason is, why
3: I'm saying this, Stacey?
1: I'm going stalker mode. I told you.
0: Hmm. just so that our listeners that's understand what's going on here <laughs> I had asked Stacey to reach out to a mutual friend of ours and, and about a business opportunity and just having a conversation so she reached out one time and I was like have you heard from such and such she was like no I said call her again she said I want to be stalker I said yes that's what we do we stalk <laughs> people here that's how we're going get this thing done so she, she's learning though I, yes. appreciate, I appreciate your efforts thank you sorry to cut you off no not at all
3: um, so, so one of the things you can do is you can try to put your, your, uh, your kids in positions where they have to do things, mm-hmm. okay, where they have to work a little longer. They mm-hmm. have to stick with something l- a little longer. Right. Right? Another thing you can do, and this is kind of like a lost art um, with a lot of different people, but I call it painting a picture. You have to paint a better picture mm-hmm. for why they should do certain things. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had a student at my school this year, very bright, first mark period, I'm a gym teacher, so mm-hmm. I keep things real simple. Uh, really bright kid, but he uh, was getting uh, had like a sixty two average in math after the end of the mm-hmm. first market period, and all I did was talk to him, and, and I use this term, I painted a better picture for him of what his future could look like, right. in 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 just extreme detail, like this is what you could be doing. Tell me the things you like, and then I can I'm showing you all the different things that you can do, what that would look like, really what it would look like, bright vivid colors. This could be your life mm-hmm. if you do what you're saying you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fourth mark period, that young man got a 92 in math. He didn't get 30 points smarter over six or eight months. He just uh, had a better understanding of what he was working towards. Mm. So that painting a better picture for him um, was something that he can keep in his mind and say, I I know why I'm doing this work. Mm -hmm. Okay? It wasn't that the teacher did anything different. It wasn't that I really did anything. I helped him to understand what he was working for. And that's the idea of like painting a better picture. And when that picture is vivid in your head, most people will put in the work. They will put in hard work when they see that there's real successful results at the end of that work.
2: Right. right. So Pete, let me ask. So were you like one of the first people to actually help him with this vision?
3: You know, it's hard to say. When I, the, the students that we get at Eagle Academy, they come in uh, and they go out quickly. They come from the high school and then they'll go back. Um, okay. So he was actually a new student and he okay. was kind of tough to reach in the beginning, but I just mm-hmm. kept putting the work on developing that relationship. Okay. So And, and that 62 didn't go to 92 quickly. You know, mm-hmm. that took months, but the work over time of that kind of instilling in him the value of what he's doing, what he's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. I just kept at it. And that's a hard part too, because... You know, you want to say something and be done with it, and and you know, you got other students. But over time, yeah, um, he he came to believe that.
2: So, since this episode really is about you know giving um, teachers and parents and even community members tips, how did you handle the pushback from him? You know, not really believing at first.
3: Um, I, I don't even, I, I don't even you know equate to that at all. Okay. Like, I don't I don't deal with that at all. If you want to push back, that's fine. He, and he really didn't push back too much. And all I did in the beginning really was just say, this is what you're capable of. Okay. That's all. I, and that's it. And this is why I say a lot of times, it's a long game. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can get really frustrated if you try to make these changes in someone else. Don't forget, you're, we're trying to make changes in someone else. If yeah. you were a smoker and you wanted to quit smoking, you could do that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If your friend was a smoker and you wanted him to quit, it's going to take a little while, mm-hmm. if at all. Okay. So you have to have some patience and not allow you know, their frustration to get you frustrated. Mm-hmm. I see what you're capable of. I know what you could do. This is what it looks like to me. What do you think of that? Mm -hmm. And I would do something like that almost on a daily basis. And then once he sees results, or once that student sees results, or once your kid sees results, Mm -hmm. your work is almost done. Your work is pretty much done.
0: I want to transition over to uh, another person we have in the building, uh, Brittany McCree. She's a sixth grade math teacher, Um, phenomenal teacher. And and I want to ask you this question of, As a parent, what kind of communications or what kind of questions should I have for my child's teacher? Like what are you expecting in terms of that communication between the parents?
4: That's a great question. I feel like I don't get enough. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that I had more because I'm very open with my teaching style and my expectations of my students and parents and I don't normally get the feedback that I'm craving inside. And I'm a math teacher and parents It'd be great to know what basic skills we need to come in with Mm -hmm. what should I be practicing what are you teaching Mm -hmm. how can I reinforce that at home Mm because we have so many resources and like Pete was saying with the internet and everyone has a phone there's so many websites out there that Mm -hmm. takes three seconds to pull up you punch the video in and you can watch it and that Mm -hmm. goes hand-in-hand with what I'm teaching and it's not that the effort needs to be there it's just it needs to be on point with what we're learning Mm -hmm. and also I think it's scary to re- reach out to your teacher sometimes
0: mm.
4: and a lot of parents
0: why do, you, why do you think that is
4: I'm not sure I tutor a lot of students and I'll be amazed that they've never reached out to the teacher once and that child has been struggling for six months mm. and I don't know if they just don't get how school works or not sure but we're here and it takes three of us. It takes the student, it takes oh, the parent,
0: no. it
5: takes the
4: teacher. It's your the job. Teacher. You're an educator. <laughs> You're to teach my child. all
0: of us <laughs> together. And I'm supposed to just, you know, make sure the lights are on. Your job is to teach them. Yeah. discipline them and make sure that's your job.
4: And it's nice to know what's going on at home, too, a little bit. I want to know if, if I have a student that's come in and had a bad weekend. Mm-hmm. That's important information because I'll be a little bit more lenient or might give him some extra time, so you're
1: all for the helicopter mom like emailing you every day and all that Not stuff so much helicopter mom right. i think there's a fine balance between no contact and full contact I, that, I think that might be part of it is because i do sometimes feel weird about reaching out with questions that i have because i don't want to be seen as like i can't let them do it on their own and i want them to be accountable and i feel like sometimes my husband always says my blades are going i'm like i haven't emailed the teacher in like two months and now because i'm doing it again i'm a helicopter mom so i think that you you don't want to keep them occupied when you know they have so much other things going on so let
0: me ask you this question stacy why do you care what the perception is at the end of the day you're out after, you know for the betterment of your your child i don't care I let don't me know. let me be seen as a helicopter parent i don't I really don't I'm, care
1: i'm trying to let go of all that stuff of not caring what other people think and what's
0: we're getting there yeah it's we're just
1: been a little bit of a process that's all <laughs>
4: another thing is asking if your child is
1: advocating for
4: themselves mm. in the classroom
0: That's huge. Are
4: they asking questions? Are they verbal? Are they participating? Mm -hmm. Um, If they didn't get a a good grade or were confused, are they able to come up and ask you Mm -hmm. for help? So maybe not so much helicoptering every Mm -hmm. detail, but just asking how the child's doing and how they're Mm -hmm. jiving with you as the educator might be a good question. Yeah, my wife um, go
0: back and forth with this sometimes. I know she's listening, so I'm probably going <laughs> to get an earful when I get home, but just in terms of the, the homework, right? So I'm more of a, you do your homework. If you get it wrong, you get it wrong. You have to go in and ask the teacher, you know, what what did I do wrong? How, how can I fix it? She's more, no, I'm not letting my child go to school with a wrong, incorrect answer. And I said I get that, but you're not letting them be able to advocate for themselves at the same time. So, you know, Simone will tell you sometimes she'll get the I don't check her homework. She just does it, and then goes in. and If there's a question, she she's got to get a little bit better at asking for help. But that's what we're working on. I mean, she's nine, so we got some time to work on it. But um, there, you got to let them fail a little bit, and also be able to, uh, you know, go in and ask those questions and, and reach out to the teacher. Um, as a teacher, how are you preparing for this upcoming school year?
4: I like to do a lot of reflecting. So at the end of June everything winds down. I take July off to myself, but August starts and I go, Whew, school's school's coming in hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna start in a few weeks. And I wanna know that I'm preparing myself. So I'm thinking about my lessons, my mm-hmm. kids, and how what worked last year and what didn't work.
0: We gotta put this in perspective because people wanna know what taking time to yourself really <laughs> means. In, in the Britney world. Tell them. The 40, the 41 days was Forty-one <laughs> days of, of substance
4: Time for me is an extended vacation away from home. Because if I'm here, if I'm at my house in southern New Jersey, I can't stop. But I've been back for three days and I've done 12 things already. It's just right. in my nature and my husband. So we were in Europe for 41 days. We left June 26th and That's just got crazy. back three nights ago.
0: Now me and my father had this conversation on the way home after you told him that story and he was just like she has so many different experiences and I said you know part of it is because you you travel and you you put yourself in those different experiences and outside of that box how can as an administrator I try I struggle with trying to get uh, my staff to think outside of the box and have different experiences Um, what how can educators broaden their horizons Um, if they may not have an opportunity to travel but what are some things that you have done that you stepped outside of your comfort zone it was like I just think I'll try that
4: anything that I'm scared of and it takes me a while to build up fear but even if I'm scared of something just to try to do it like here coming on the radio tape this is totally out of my comfort (laughs) zone I'm like you're videotaping I don't want to be seen hide me I'm very nervous right now but I know that if I can do this today. I'll look back on it and I'll grow so much as an individual and I'm I'm having fun and I'm around good people and I feel well accepted and I think mm-hmm. just putting yourself out there a little bit people will accept you more than you think they will. Mm-hmm. And t- not feeling like you're being judged all the time is important. So as an administrator and as a teacher, you have to get out there and you have to know your staff and you have to be friendly with each other cuz it takes all of us.
0: Mm-hmm. Got you. Well, I think
2: that's a really important lesson, especially when we have our students coming in the building for the first day. They're standing in front of, well, I'm sorry, they were sitting in front of an adult and they're getting judged. They already know that certain information has probably been shared about them. And when you say them being in their comfort zone, you talk about maybe 20, 25 kids that mm-hmm. are looking at you like, what is she thinking of mm-hmm. me?
0: Did a teacher judge you? Did they say, oh, he's pegged? Did they <laughs> judge <them>? <laughs> <laughs> it even,
2: look, I got judged and convicted. Just get out the classroom. <laughs> Mr.
0: Petty. Um, I'm going to turn it over to you, Mr. Petty, to introduce the guests that you have beside you as well so we can get this panel, uh, you know. Okay, so we get, get this going.
2: All right, so I have um, two of my favorite people. I have my guy, Corey. We go way back to what, like '90s and stuff like that? Sure. Oh, you got okay. some, some story. huh Yes. Oh, you got some story. <laughs> And, and, of course, we have the, the very talented Darcell Scott that's here as well. So, you know, she's here, and she's blessing us with her presence, and I'm sure she's going to be able to give some really good tips. I've been fortunate enough to be in her classroom and, and watch what she does with, with her students. And, you know, her is it the morning
0: empowerment circle that you do? Yeah. Yes. Let's I talk mean, about the morning empowerment circle. What's going on with that?
5: Um, the empowerment circle that I do, actually it's something that I adopted from um, the CDF, um, Child Defense Fund. It's called, um, oh, I can't think of the name of it. But anyway, it's a literacy program. Mm-hmm. And it's usually in the summertime. So they have uh, a segment called Harambe, which Harambe in Swahili means working together for a common purpose. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, everyone does this Harambe and they do cheers and chants. So that's kind of something that I adopted because I was a site coordinator about six years ago so um, in my classroom which we are very out of the box you were talking about out of the box Mm -hmm. my classroom is very out of the box Mm -hmm. Uh, we do an empowerment circle in the morning where everyone circles up Um, we do some cheers and chants let's demonstrate Well, it's a little little warm in here. By the time I finish with y'all, y'all might be laid out. So I don't want to take that by the chance.
2: Well, then she becomes real bossy. So you got to be careful (laughs) you're asking her to take charge. She becomes real bossy. So
5: we do some cheers and chants, and then we do, like, a morning reflection where they think about the one thing that they're going to work on for that day. Mm. You can't not build room overnight. Mm -hmm. So um, they think of one thing they're going to work on. Mm -hmm. And we just take a moment to reflect on that, whether it's, Um, work a little bit harder in math whether it's to ask a question Mm -hmm. whether it's to be nice to someone at lunch today Mm -hmm. so just one thing that they're going to work on to be a better scholar a better person Mm -hmm. a better student a better son daughter friend Mm -hmm. and um, that kind of takes them throughout the day because in my class everything is everything we do is a cheer and a Mm chant, you know in every content area So it's just kind of like meeting them where they are, allowing them to, you know, release some of the negative energy that they bring because Mm -hmm. you just don't know what they had to deal with that morning before getting to school. Everyone's household is different. Everyone's struggle is different. So by the time we finish, everyone is, like, feeling good about themselves. They give them each other a high five and mm-hmm. tell them to have a great day of learning. So that's just uh, I love our empowerment circle. We talk it's about
0: cool. all the time uh, teachers need to be students of our students. You mm-hmm. can't teach what you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you go through the process of, of finding out, you know, those things about your students that they're not going to come out traditionally to say, well, I didn't eat last night or I did blah, blah, blah. What are, the, what are some of the tactics that you use to, to kind of get that information? And how I think, does that play out in your class?
5: Right. I think one of the things is uh, through close observation and monitoring mm-hmm. how they interact with each other, mm-hmm. um, how how their demeanor when they're coming into the classroom, mm-hmm. um, if something they get ticked off really easily, you know, something that might not move someone else as quickly. If they're moved very quickly because someone said something, that could be um, a, a sign of, of something going on. So, kind of like close observation. Um, Like I said, during the Empowerment Circle, we do a lot of talking Mm -hmm. after the fact. Um, I allow them to share things with me, and I kind of build their confidence and their trust in me Mm -hmm. so that they're able to trust me if there is something going on. You know, I just meet them where they are. I say, okay, we're gonna keep it 100. I always keep it 100 with them. If it's something that I need to talk to them about, I bring them over to the carpet and I just have an open conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is my experience. This is what I need to know from you guys. Mm and you'll have one or two who will just start opening up and that'll open up the floodgates, everybody starts talking. Mm-hmm.
2: So, interesting. so I have Corey, my guy, and he's the owner of um, Truth Be Told Barbershop. Now, there's nothing more trusting than having somebody sit in your chair with a sharp razor. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanna give you opportunity to, to talk and you know, discussing some of the things like, more importantly, how is it that you're able to manage so many people not only just the people that come see you and get the haircut, but also the, the barbers, because I've been in your barbershop and it's very diverse.
6: Um, it is very difficult, <laughs> very difficult. Um, I was just sitting there thinking about one of my employees that I have. Um it's a grown man and they're talking about education and he don't, mathematics is not one of his things and you gotta learn, you gotta know how to count people's money, you give mm-hmm. them change, wrong, change back and I'm just, I, found myself doing things outside of teaching to cut hair. I'm teaching math and reading skills to some of my employees, and not to say that you have to really know how to add and subtract to cut somebody's hair. However, if you're going to uh, take money from someone, then you need to uh, understand what simple mathematics basic mathematics is. as mm-hmm. um, far as the clients that come in, we get a lot of kids that come in and you're right. we do hold some sharp instruments um, so To get them to trust us, we talk to them. We uh, provide a service that um, is like no other.
7: Mm
6: -hmm. Um, The kids, um, we we have parents that come in and ask us um, to talk to the kids. It's a lot of single parents. Um, Mm -hmm. The father's not around. I'm gonna get a lot of calls to come out to houses and um, they bring the kids in just so they can talk to us. Mm -hmm. Um, My experience, um, my past, um, I've been, I was addicted to um, heroin. For 18 years. I'm in recovery. I've been in recovery since 2013. Um, So, for me to go through the storm and come out on this side to open my own barbershop in um, March of uh, this year is, (laughs) I don't know, there's no words for it. I'm just, I'm still in in awe about it, you know? Um, So, um, we have a book bag drive coming the 23rd to the 25th. To give back to the kids Mm -hmm. we also um, give free haircuts to any kids that make the honor roll Mm -hmm. this is one of the problems that we were having that the parents wouldn't give the kids the money to bring in Mm -hmm. and the kids earned that Mm -hmm. so I give the money back to the kids so I you know makes the parents bring the money in to give the money to the kids so I can give it back to the kids and now that I'm doing it all of my barbers do it so I lead by example Mm -hmm. I I lead by example and um we also have a book uh, if you read a book you get a free haircut. Mm. If you're sitting there not watching the TV, we have a lot of TVs. If you're sitting there and you want to read a book and we ask you questions about the book and you get them answers right, um, we give you a free haircut. Mm. So we just all about the kids because yeah. they are our future.
0: Right. What's the location of your barbershop? Um,
6: 5924 Main Street, um, Mainland in New Jersey.
0: And how can people get in contact? You got a phone number that they can call?
6: 609 um, 837 0011 or you can google us truth be told and we'll come up we like all over the <laughs> all over the internet <laughs> i got you so
0: um on the flip side of this commercial break we have to take a quick commercial break we're going to um ask the educators and people in the building to give their top five tips to parents and teachers and students if you want to um to get their school year started um we're going to uh obviously explore mr pettiness pettiness <laughs> and de- a, a little bit on the flip side so stay tuned
4: Since 1979, Sun Valley Pools has been serving the Tri-County area by selling and installing quality above-ground pools. Sun Valley Pools on Sherman Avenue has a large selection of pool toys and games. They are also a BioGuard Platinum dealer with an expertly trained water analysis staff. Have a summer of family fun right in your own backyard. Stop by or call today to get the pool of your dreams from your local pool leader. Sun Valley Pools in Vineland.
6: Hi, I'm Gary Monterosso, and I just love the sound of beer being poured into a glass. If you also enjoy a cold brew, then join Tara Nurin and me every week for What's on Tap. We'll bring you tasting reviews, some of the top personalities in the beverage world, and much more. Saturdays at 1 p.m. on 99.9 FM, 1240 a.m., and online at snjtoday.com.
3: What makes Inspira Health Network innovative? The latest in surgical robotics. What makes it inspiring? A nationally acclaimed breast center specializing in reconstructive surgery. What makes it influential, insightful, ingenious? Over 15 awards this year, recognizing Inspira's top doctors and nurses, state-of-the-art facilities, and excellence in everything from orthopedics to cancer care. It's all here in one network, and Inspira Health Network is in it for you. Visit InspiraHealthNetwork.org to learn more.
0: All right, welcome back to the Empowerment Perspective Radio Show. We are talking about education. School's around the corner. If the parents you haven't gone out and got supplies, don't worry about it. We got you. We got supply. We got a supply um, drive going on right now. You want to tell people about that, Stacy?
1: Um, we're still collecting school supplies for. Um pastor Robinson and some other schools and we've gotten a lot of response I've had people dropping stuff off all week mm-hmm. um, I'm picking up till the 24th so I can get some things put together mm-hmm. and then deliver on the 25th hopefully right. after the show
0: so shout out and thank you for all those who have donated to our cause um, don't worry about it we got more causes coming up we want to have our holiday drive coming obviously Thanksgiving Christmas time because uh, the empowerment respect group is about giving back and empowering people and we just want to be a blessing to the community any way that we can possibly be Um, So we're talking about education here, and I asked the guests to come up with at least five or or so tips. Um, Actually, I will start with some of the things that me and my family do um, and and that I do as an educator. I think it's really, really important for um, you to establish a routine with your kids. They should have a a set, you know, bedtime. Obviously, they should have a a decent meal if you can provide that for them. Um, I'm actually going to back up a little bit. It's really, really important for families to actually have family time at dinner time and communicate in my house you're not allowed to be on the cell phone my daughters will let me know all the time daddy get off their cell phone but i'm like but i'm working i don't care so i put my cell phone up and we have conversations and we talk and one of the things that we talk about is you know the traditional question with your kids is how was your day at school that's the wrong question to ask your kids because they they'll say fine or whatever um i always either say you know how do you feel in school today So now it gets them to process how they felt throughout the day. I was sad in English class. Well, why were you sad in English class? And then it kind of brings out what their day was like. Or the other question I ask, well, what what problem did you solve today? And then it gives a little bit more depth. But that family time and that communication time is important. Um, then our family, you know, we make sure our kids go to bed. They have an 8.30 bedtime every single day. And it's gotten to the point where they just do it, you know, automatic. And they're up and, you know, we have that routine in the, in the morning for breakfast and, and all that. And when they come back home from school, they know. They get a little snack and then it's homework time. And it's, they're on autopilot. So one of the things is that you have to develop a routine for your kids um, in, in, in terms of getting them ready. The other point I want to make is something that we alluded to earlier. Talk to your teachers communicate with them because you got to understand they got 20 some cases 30 different personalities and different families that they're dealing with and they may not know what's going on in your family they may not know that you know your, your aunt passed or you know something happened last night and it's affecting this kid um, in that classroom you need to talk to them you need to also be asking them um, if my what are you doing with if a kid is struggling my kid is struggling what are you doing about this and then how can I help you make that team that communication is, is vital don't be afraid to make that communication uh, with these, these teachers. It's really, really important. My third point is don't be afraid to let them fail. Let them you know, struggle a little bit. You know, don't always bail them out on every single thing that they do. Um, yes, they're gonna get some questions wrong because guess what's gonna happen in life? You are going to fail. And the problem that we're having, and at least I'm seeing, especially on the mental health side, is a lot of people are not having coping skills. So they kind of go, you know, off the, the deep end because they don't know how to deal with failure. Um, so I'm always a, an advocate of, you know, letting our my children struggle a little bit. Now you don't want them to fall completely. Obviously, you're going to be there for a little bit for their safety net, but don't be afraid to let them fail. Um, the other piece: know your resources that you have available to you in the school. There's so many parents that don't know what a 504 plan is. They mm-hmm. don't know what IEP is. They don't know what the I N R S team is. There's so much stuff that's out there. They're not. The school's not just going to tell you. You've got to go out and get it and say, you know, what is that? I heard that on the Empowerment Perspective radio show. What is it, 504? Um, So you want to hit us up with an email or something like that, you can do that. and I'll answer those questions as well. Um, But you have to know what those resources are are out there. So when and if your child is failing and struggling, you know the correct channels to go to. Um, The last (laughs) bonus one is the school is not there to raise your child that is not necessarily the job of the school that is your responsibility as a parent is to raise your child i try to live by the philosophy is i don't need the school to educate my kids they're constantly reading they're constantly doing things that i can technically educate them they they go to school for the social you know socialization aspect and learn how to deal with with people on that level i don't i see so many parents that kind of just well, the school's going to discipline my kids, so I don't, I don't know how to do that. I, they don't listen to me. Let the school do that. That's not what the school's there for. We're there to reinforce some of the things and and you know teach them some value systems and things of that nature. But that stuff's got to come from home too. Mm-hmm. Stop relying so much um, on the school to raise um, and raise and teach your kids. Because I'll be quite honest with you, just like any other job that's out there, there's good teachers and there's bad teachers. There's teachers that don't care about your kid, and you just going to put that. You know your kid in their hands and they don't really care about the, your, your child, you can't do that um, for your kid. So those are my, my tips. Mm-hmm. Kareem, you got any tips to oh, give? absolutely. Them? I think that, and Pete <laughs> touched on it earlier,
2: you, you have to give them values. Mm-hmm. So even as young as two, three years old, you can start painting the picture of what their life should be like and what their life is going to be like mm-hmm. until they ultimately be able to decide for themselves. You know, oftentimes I use the analogy of going to a restaurant and when you go to a restaurant, you have so many choices on the menu. And when you're young, your parents aren't allowing you to order from the expensive side. Like You're not going to get steak and lobster. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get those chicken nuggets and the french fries and, until you're able to pay for it yourself. Mm. So with that analogy, you know, parents go ahead and make the decision for your kid until they're actually able ready to do it with themselves.
0: Mm. That's deep. That's so deep. And
2: the other thing is that you have to give them purpose. Mm. So after you give them the, the values of education, you have to give them a purpose. You have to give them their why mm. of why they need this and why this is going to be important. That's what it good. is that you need to seek on your wall hanging up, rather, is something that's coming from traditional schools or non-traditional schools, that you need to have some type of plaque on the wall as an accomplishment for them. Mm,
0: That's deep. Um, Another piece is uh, perception of Mm how they should perceive school. And I have a conversation with these students all the time. I said, what's the role of the teacher? They say it's to teach. And I said, what's your job? To learn. I said, you're wrong, because that makes you passive. Mm-hmm. Now you're limiting yourself to the knowledge base of those that you are waiting for this information to come. Mm-hmm. Your job as a student is to go take your education.
2: And, and especially if I don't like you. What oh, I don't like yeah, you? you. I don't <laughs> like you, I'm not going to give you nothing. I giving you
0: nothing. But uh, if we live in a day and time with technologies at your finger, there's no mm-hmm. excuse for you not to be able to find an answer or solution to a problem. Why Absolutely. am I waiting for this teacher to mm-hmm. give me this information, especially when they're older, middle school and high school kids? Teach your kids that they need to go out and take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, speaking specifically from the African-American perspective, they don't talk about our history in school. If I would have mm-hmm. sat there and waited until I'm blue in the face, mm-hmm. they're not going to tell me. I had that's to go out and, and learn about my culture and then things on my own. Mm-hmm. Stop being passive learners and go out there and take it. Mm-hmm. Then it doesn't matter if you got a good teacher or a bad teacher in front of you. That mm-hmm. teacher can just walk in and say, this is what today's lesson is and I'll see you on Friday. Here's a text. Mm-hmm. If you got that work ethic and you got that perspective, that's what we need to be teaching um, our, our children.
2: And then the other thing is, you, you have to live life, especially when you go in the academic process, like you have something at stake. Mm-hmm. Grades equal money. And I'll say this again, parents mm-hmm. your grades equal the amount of money a college or another institution is actually going to be able to give, to give your son mm-hmm. or daughter. So you have to make sure that you have something at stake and they have to be going to school every single day like something is at stake because you're talking about the cost of education going up three, four percent every other year. Mm. And if you're not preparing yourself and you're not preparing your son or daughter to be able to go there and think that something is at stake, then what's going to happen is you're going to fall short.
0: Here's the thing about getting your kids to go to school. You got to model that behavior. They see Mm -hmm. you calling out work every five days, every other Mm -hmm. days, and and switching Mm -hmm. jobs. They're going to do the exact same thing that Mm -hmm. you're doing. So you need to model that behavior. Mm -hmm. Pete, I want to get to you. You Give me a couple of tips that you can give parents and students.
3: Uh, I have two for you (laughs) Mm because five is a lot. I I asked a lot. (laughs) You (laughs) said five. I'm like, five? (laughs) Jeez. Um, So the first one is be honest. Mm -hmm. Whether you're a teacher or a parent, be honest. And I mean, like, brutally honest. Mm -hmm. Um, I learned about almost two years ago now that kids can handle a lot more than you think mm. and even young kids almost two years ago that my uh... my father-in-law passed away and at the wake my mother fell hit her head and she never got came out of the hospital so a month later she passed mm. so within one month uh, two grandparents to my children passed away at the time they were five and three i think they handled it better than we did Um they, kids can handle pretty much everything uh, i i don't you know, I don't sugarcoat things for my kids. I'm diplomatic with the way I say it. Mm -hmm. I'm very careful with the words I choose. But whether it's my own children or kids at school, um, I think one of the reasons I've been able to develop trust and great relationships with my students at school is because I'm brutally honest. Even if it's stuff that those kids don't want to hear, they know I'm telling them the truth. They don't question that part of it. And because of that, I've seen that they can handle a lot more than you think, okay? So the first thing I would say is be on. Don't be afraid to be honest. Mm -hmm. Tell the truth, say it in the proper way, put it in the proper format, but just be honest. okay? and that leads me to my second thing. And this is especially for parents, but it's also for teachers as well. And it's a little harsh, but that's how that's how that's how I deal with things. OK, you are not their friend. okay? then that doesn't mean you can't be friendly. I love my children. I'm I'm you know, if you see me with them, I'm playing with them. I'm doing all, you know, we're having a good time. But then there's a time when I'm not. OK, you are a mentor. You are a guide. Uh, you are a leader for them. You have to be that when the time comes. Mm-hmm. All these things that you guys were just talking about. You can't do that if you're buddy buddy. Mm-hmm. OK, you have to accept the role as leader to your children, whether it's in your classroom or at home um, and understand that you are not their friend. Mm-hmm. You can you can love them and you should love them. You can do all kinds of cool stuff with them, have fun with them. But then you have to understand that you're the mentor. If it's not coming from you, Mm -hmm. I mean, these are kids. They don't have the experiences that we have. Mm -hmm. So if it's not coming from you, stop and consider where their information will be Be coming from. from. Okay? Mm -hmm. So you're not their friend. Be their leader. Be a mentor for them. So be honest and be a leader. Be a
0: leader. I see you writing some stuff down over there. (laughs) (laughs) The brain cells was was turning there. Well, you you got 10 things down.
5: I I, I have a whole lot, but I'm just going (laughs) to narrow it down to five. Uh to be honest, this is really one of the things that I'm very passionate about, because um, our children are really growing up in a different time. Mm-hmm. They're not growing up in the same time frame that you know we had, where things were, there was not so much peer pressure. And this this social media thing is like, but anyway. So to narrow it down, um, one of the things that I always tell my students is to take pride in their work.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Take pride in your work. I tell them, "Do not serve me lobster and steak on a trash can lid. Mm. I want it on fine china with some but nice silverware." Lobster, and steak. Like lobster and steak. They will tell you if you say, "Do not serve me," my children, the students, they will recite that whole thing uh. because they have to understand that if you don't take pride in your work, then who's going to take pride in your work? Right. You know who? That's a representation of who you are.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: I notice even with my son, he comes home and his papers has J on it. J A. His name is Jalen. But it says, Jay, well, that's not what I named you. Mm-hmm. Why isn't your first and last name in the date on the paper? Mm-hmm. So even I had to explain to him, even if your teacher doesn't push you, you have to understand what my expectations are right. for you. So it kind of goes both ways with you know the parent and the teacher because mm-hmm. you have teachers like me who are going to push the children. Mm-hmm. If you hand me sloppy work, you're going to go back and you're going to do it over. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it's going to be. Uh, you're not just going to turn anything into me because in the real work. World, you can't just turn in any kind of product yeah, to your boss and CEO.
7: Apparently, nobody works there though.
5: <laughs> they can just turn the lights off and close the uh, shades. Like, don't here he comes, here door. he comes. Right, don't open the door. So that's one of the things that I try to instill with them and that also comes with building their self-esteem and their self-confidence as well and and then when you keep pushing that and stressing that, you will see how it will transition and change during the course of the school year mm. um, another thing like you said knowledge of self mm. Even in the urban districts and in the african-american community our children do not understand some of the struggles that some of the great people Mm -hmm. have gone through. Mm -hmm. Matthew Henson, who was the first to go and um, discover the North Pole, they don't even know that he was 12 years old when Mm -hmm. he left his house and that he didn't have an education and he educated himself. So little things like that is so important for them to understand. And it's not in our books that they give us. So that's something that you have to be a teacher who's outside of the box. But they also have the Amistad curriculum that a lot of people are not incorporating into the daily uh, curriculum in the, in the schools as well. So that's something else that, you know, parents, if they want to look into that, you know, and speak on that is, is another a great thing. Communication with parents and teachers, that is so important. You talk about being a stalker as a parent, I'm a stalker <laughs> as a teacher, okay? So if I'm not getting responses, if somebody's not calling me back, I'm calling you, I'm sending messages, I'm writing notes. And I um in my school we also use um, Class Dojo, oh, which too. is a great, great, great tool to use for communication for yes. those who are not comfortable giving out their cell number. Class Dojo is, like, the best next thing to, like, Facebook. Mm -hmm. And they're adding new features. Every couple of months they're adding new features. So it's a great way for parents and teachers to stay in constant communication with each other.
1: And it gives a little daily feedback, too, that, you know, your kid had a good day, your kid had an off day, so you can ask the right questions
5: as a parent, like, hey, what was going on today? I saw that, you know, you had a couple points taken away and stuff like that. Exactly. And if you have a teacher who is really, you know, active with it, you know, they're posting videos Mm -hmm. of what's going on in the class. Like I said, you know, me, I'm the one that's outside the box. I'm real extra with mine. So, I mean, videos of of what's going on in the classroom, videos of the empowerment circle, videos of collaborative learning where they're working on projects together. So that's a great way for parents and teachers to stay in constant contact with each other. And you feel like you're part of the classroom and you know what's going on. So that helps them to, you know, probe those questions Mm -hmm. when they come home. So how was that uh, literature circle today? Mm -hmm. So what was that story about? They're like... How you know about Because <laughs> I saw it on Class Dojo. That's why. Yeah. So that's one of those things that you can use. Um, home routine. Home routine is very, very important. So my son, he's a night owl. Mm. So I let him have July to himself. He wants to stay 12, 1 o'clock. Mm. Do what he do. That's fine. August comes. Now we're narrowing it down. Mm. So we're getting back in this routine, Nine, ten o'clock, right. you know. That kind of thing so that he can get back into that uh, mind frame of getting ready for school. So a home routine is very, very important. Mm. And lastly, knowing your resources. Mm. Teachers, we do know a lot of resources that can help parents. So sharing those resources, whether it be Internet-based, whether it's in your community, uh, whether it's church-based, whatever mm. it is, you know, utilizing those resources and sharing it with the parents. So it's very important.
0: Awesome. I'm going to turn to Brittany. Um, for the sake of time though can you give me two uh, tips
4: absolutely my first one is stay organized no matter what age your child is they can stay organized whether it's making sure there's not a million papers in their book bag that they have a spot to work at at home and it's cleared and and they like it and not being able to find your papers every child gets a planner I tell my kids the homework every night, and so many times they go, I didn't know we had homework last night. I'm like, it's math. We have homework five nights a week. Write it down. So I think staying organized and controlling what you can can have a a good reaction for success. The other thing is having a reward doesn't have to be monetary. It's just if you work hard, and not for something, I'm organized, so I'm not going to reward myself for cleaning the house or organizing my bedroom. It's something that I'm uncomfortable with. But if I can work hard and achieve something that's out of my comfort zone, I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to go out to lunch with my friend. I'm going to get up with someone for drinks. And I think working and having that balance of hard work and positive reward can be a, a good thing.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I want to turn to the community, and specifically in, in our community, the barbershop is sort of like the, the, the epicenter of the, the community. The, oh. That's the hub. Of, oh. You want to know about anything, from yes. sports to uh Chicken and waffles to whatever you want to talk about, you will find out at, at, at the barbershop. I'm an advocate for, obviously, school and community relations. How can the, the school connect better with the community as far as where you're from?
6: Um, I think uh, just being able to, to have that connection between the school systems and the barbershops or any other business that um, provides services for the public I know that there's a disconnect there for us. Like we're trying to, I'm I'm actually trying to um, get into the school systems and help more, give more. Um, even when it comes down to um, kids that that don't have that home support, where they need sneakers. It's it's a lot going on out in our communities that a lot of people are not aware of. Where we have parents that's unemployed and. Fighting with addictions, mm-hmm. um, and that goes along with um, you know learning disabilities. That, I mean, if you, mm-hmm. stuff that goes on at your home, it's hard to come to school and mm-hmm. oh, be focused. But yeah, one please. thing that you have said about that—that um, that letting your kids fall—and um, my mother don't. My mother's a wonderful mother, and there's no playbook on how to be a great parent. Mm-hmm. Or, um, however, I was enabled all my mm-hmm. life. I was. Don't fall, huh? no, no, get up. No, uh, I got you. Um, and that didn't help me as far as my addiction went. Mm-hmm. Um, until she took her hands away mm-hmm. and gave it to the man upstairs,
7: mm-hmm.
6: I was able to fall flat on my face. Mm-hmm. And whatever came, came. Mm-hmm. But I was, then I was, able, I was forced with for a decision to make. And that's for me to ask for help. Mm-hmm. My mother loved me, but I needed some professional help. Mm-hmm a higher level so enabling our kids um that's that's a that's a fine line mm-hmm. it's a fine line like the love you know when i see it all the time oh you're my baby you're my baby i see it. so just that alone just I, I feel like um enabling our kids or, or enabling anyone mm-hmm. adults kids it doesn't matter um it's a fine line just you know i mean be aware of it be right. aware of it
0: now, I have my daughter in the building, and, and she said she was not going to be on the radio, but I'm going to force her to be on the radio today. Um, Simi, you're getting ready for school. Are you ready to go back to school? No? Why not? Uh, because I want to sleep in, and...
7: Um,
0: you want to make slime all day? Yeah. And make slime all day. <laughs> uh, so what's our routine? When you come home from school, what do you do? Uh,
7: well, I get a snack, mm-hmm. and then do my homework. Mm. And sometimes I go to
0: sleep. Mm -hmm. Where do we always do our homework? Um. Well, typically. It depends. You usually start it where? Where do you start your homework? Sometimes. Um. After school? in the dining room all right so we're all sitting there doing our homework and and i brought that point up too because i'm getting my doctorate and and they see me sitting there with my computer out they see me reading and, and modeling that behavior i can't stress that more than enough parents you need to model the behavior you want to see in your children so if you want them to to be you know scholarly you need to you know better yourself and you, you want them to have a routine you need to have a routine as well uh, these kids are watching. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z said the streets are watching. Mm-hmm. The kids are watching. <laughs> and they're watching your every single move. Um, so I want to switch gears up because we got about eight minutes left and we didn't get to Mr. Petty yet. We definitely have to get to <laughs> Mr. Mr. Petty. Um, I, I want to know, were you always this way?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't think that um, I'm any different today than I was, um, you know, 15, 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Where did
0: your pettiness come from? I'm the youngest. Something had no, to happen. I'm the youngest. Mm-hmm. I'm the
2: youngest of four. All uh. right? So it always went my way. Mm-hmm. So rather if I wanted um, a special dinner, I, I got it because they were so tired. Mm-hmm. that listen, just give him whatever it is that he wants. Mm-hmm. So the whole world needs to fall in line. Just to give me what I want. <laughs> if, not, if, not, if, not, if not, I'm going to have something to say. <laughs> That yeah, is. so when the whole world in your house starts to revolve around you, uh-huh. then you go in the community and you expect the same thing to happen. Uh-huh. And then when you go to Atlanta, you expect the same thing to happen. When you go to Orlando, you expect the same thing to happen. And it's I, not I, I, right. I can, I can attest. If it's not right. So. I can understand what um, Darrell said when we went down to Orlando and they ain't have my name. <laughs> <laughs> no, through fit, what you, mean you don't have my name. You, I paid you money so I could have my little name, and you don't have. You know what? I need my money back. Just get my money back. <laughs>
0: and then, and as a result, we got free speaking engagement yes, because yes, of yes, your pettiness. Yes, def- yes. Definitely, definitely um, like that. Mm-hmm. Pete, are you petty?
3: Of course not. <laughs> that was a petty that was a, <laughs> listen. His whole actions was, were petty. Why would you say something <laughs> like that? Of course not.
0: I also got my father in the building. Dad, you can come up here and uh, get to the microphone because I need to ask you this, this very serious question. Are you petty? Because I've never asked you that question. Can I look at him? <laughs> uh, now, yes. Now? Yeah. I grew, I grew into it you grew into it yeah, you embraced your pettiness yeah and what part of you do you think are, are, is is petty i want what i want <laughs> no. why why are you look at kareem when you said that mr petty <laughs> well dad i appreciate you being up here all the way from north carolina and you know um, we've had our podcast uh, the father and the sons so you can check that on the the empowermentperspective.com hit the um the uh, podcast button and and go to the archives. Um, I also wanted to, in the last couple of minutes, because it is the Empowerment Perspective podcast last radio show's birthday, coming up on August 14th. It was August 14th, a year ago. A year ago. It was our first uh, broadcast, and I actually posted that out on social media. Um, Did you think we would be at this point?
1: On the radio? Yeah. No, not in in less than a year.
0: That was interesting. Because
1: I think my vision was a little smaller than yours, and yours is just wide open. and
0: And what was your vision?
1: I had to get through that first podcast. My face was bright red. I was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and it was at your kitchen table. I mean, there was nobody there.
0: <laughs> I made her blush. Ain't hey, that something? Nah, but um, how has the journey been for you?
1: It's been very empowering. And I'm embracing my pettiness, and, you know, we're all growing together, and I think it's been going in the right direction. Uh, I'm excited.
0: Mr. Petty, how do you think our journey has been? since you've got on the uh, It's a Man's World podcast, and then, you know, you've been rocking with us ever since?
2: No, I think that we, we have some really big things um, in store, so we're not done. So 2019 <laughs> is going to be a really big year for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already started working on the calendar. Stacy. calendar, please. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, um, not the
1: one I bought, though? No, no. no, no. <laughs> we're
2: going to use technology, like Pete said. You got technology in your hands. You got to start using it. Um, but I think that, um, you know, we, we've been able to, um, talk to a lot of people mm-hmm. be able to empower and, and inspire a lot of people And more importantly We've been you know, Celebrating people In the community And mm-hmm. giving them a platform To be able to, to Speak out And speak up right. um, A lot of times you know, in, As educators The only time We get a spotlight Is when we get in trouble mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes That's true Or when you know, We decide That we don't want To you know, take the pay cut And mm-hmm. we go strike But besides mm-hmm. that I mean we, we need to be able To have the roses And mm-hmm. be able to smell them While we are here
0: Got you I would definitely want to thank both of y'all for, for, you know, doing this journey. We are now in 32 different states in the United States. We broadcast, so let's make oh, some noise yeah. for that. That's a huge yeah. thing. Also, we're in uh, 10 other countries outside of the United States with our radio show and, and podcast. So I know we're broadcasting out of, you know, a little South Jersey, but when mm-hmm. we put it out there, um, shout out to California, second biggest mm-hmm. market. North Carolina is, is our second one. Well, New Jersey, obviously, is number one, but... Um, we're in 32 states, man. Mm-hmm. I never, ever thought that we would, would get to that point, and we're still growing, um, trying to expand our network and trying to get people on that's going to you know, empower other people, and that's what mm-hmm. today was all about, getting parents ready and students ready for uh, the upcoming school year. So I definitely thank all of you, and good luck for, and, and you know, your summer's winding up, so get, hit that beach one more time, <laughs> you know, go to the pool one more time. I think you're done traveling. <laughs> I'm cut for, off. 41 days, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think you're good. <laughs> <laughs> we can't can't let that out there but shout out to um, Alder I've middle school um, that's where I was doing my um administrative duties they had a goodbye party for me last mm-hmm. night and I wanted to thank all those people that were out there mm-hmm. um, I'm going back to Hamilton I will be an assistant principal at an elementary school out there so I'm going back to um, some of my colleagues back there and I, I just feel like that, that God has put me in, in this plant for a reason and there's mm-hmm. and I'm just following his path wherever he's mm-hmm. taking me wherever he's leading me this this group, this podcast, this radio show, um, I'm just—it's in his hands. Wherever it goes, absolutely. is where it's going, and I just think that we have something very powerful. I uh, can say to people. Yeah, and before I forget, shout out to Jim Kurtz. Just know that we love you and we
2: fighting with you. And as long as you continue to fight, we're gonna fight alongside with you.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, our next engagement will be on the 18th. That's next Saturday. We have a speaking engagement down in um, Atlantic City, right?
2: Yeah, we're at um, Atlantic Cape Community College. Um, we, we are down there where. I want to call our, um, our, our cousin down there with um, Shalanda Austin and, and her program that she has down there. So we're gonna go down there and talk to some students and be able to inspire them.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't forget our, our drive as well, hit that one more time.
1: Um, we're going to be collecting school supply items up until like the 24th so I can take them down to Pastor Robinson on the 25th to mm-hmm. be handed out.
0: So any organizations out there, churches, schools, um, we do professional development, we have speaking engagements, motivational speaking, and all that. Uh, barbershop, one more time, give them that location and contact information
6: um we're having a book bag book bag drive august 23rd through the 25th um the location is 5924 main street the number is 609-837-0011
0: mm, don't forget to follow us on social media we are at the empowerment we're on facebook linkedin youtube itunes all of that you know we're everywhere so um keep following us and uh, get those kids ready for school and until the next time stay empowered